This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning and welcome to Community Connection. Today, I am happy to have on Sandra Finch, one of my great buddies. We've been hanging out for a while and along with that, Elder Tyson Parks. And we are here to talk about Martin Luther King Jr. Day celebration that will be coming up. But before we do that, Sandra, tell us, you know, remind the audience who you are. Well, you don't really have to remind them who you are, everybody who doesn't know you. But let's remind people what you do. I handle discrimination complaints. I handle landlord tenant complaints. I handle police complaints. I handle basically any complaint that can come to the city, city of Danville. So I've been doing that for now, going on 34 years. I think I asked you this before, but what made you interested in this position? <laughs> did, it kind of, it's, did it kind of evolve? Yeah, it did. It did. Uh-huh. Um, when I came back to Danville, I decided that I, I wanted to start working. And I started working for the Human Relations Department. At the time, I, when I started there, I, I started as the secretary. And then Reverend Jarrett, as uh, Elder Parks know who that is, he, he was appointed another church. So I decided to apply for the job because my uh, bachelor's degree was in family economics and management. I felt that I could do the job. So that's how it all began. And I've been doing it ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a very long time. And, uh, you know, I'm just thinking about here, here, here's what popped into my mind. You know, like I have a, a friend who complains a lot and I can only take so much, <laughs> you know, love her. But like the complaining kind of gets to me, like, how does it not get to you? How do you maintain professionalism? You sound like my husband. <laughs> he did <said he laughs> not do my job. Before I answer your question, I, I make I what I just stated about my job, I made it sound very simple. It's, it's not that simple because, like you said, this job has evolved because when I first started the position, we had a basic human relation ordinance that really didn't give our citizens any rights to file a discrimination complaint locally. They had to file it with the state. But under the uh, appointment of uh, Mayor Jones, he he allowed me and our city attorney, Dave Westner, to put together a strong ordinance that they could give our citizens rights to file a discrimination complaint uh, in reference to your race, your gender, your disability, your religion, marital status. So this job has evolved. When I first started, I was not doing what I do now. <laughs> I'm doing a whole lot now. So it has evolved. <laughs> But back to your question, you know, my uh, my schoolmates at our uh, probably our 20th school, uh, um, what is it, school union, they always make fun of me because they, 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 would, they told me that I was just so patient with people and that when people would come to me, I would just listen to them, you know, talk and everything, whereas they would just like walk away. So it's, it's, it's part of my nature to be patient and listen to people and just listen to them talk and now listen to them if they have a complaint and then help them. Mm-hmm. It's just part of my nature. Mm-hmm. It has been that way since I was a young girl. Okay. Well, I, I can appreciate that. And we also <laughs> have again, elder Tyson parks with us. Uh, elder parks. Tell us a little bit about you. Um, I am 
Mr. Bush is recognized as the presiding elder of the uh, North District of the Illinois Annual Conference of the African Methodist Episcopal Church. I have 16 churches that I oversee um, all the way out to Des Moines, Iowa. Um, and so I have a vast area that I, I cover. Um, I cover the second largest uh, presiding elders district in the um, fourth Episcopal district, which makes up all of Canada, um, Indiana, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, Iowa, uh, Minnesota, uh, and, and Illinois. So um, the only presiding elder that has a larger geographical area than I do is the presiding elder in Canada. Um, but uh, I have this, this second largest in the fourth district. And so um, my, my role and responsibility as a presiding elder is to um, one of administration, um, one of being an advocate um, for for our churches um, to make sure that um, pastors are, are functioning as our laws are requiring for them to to function, um, and so I make sure that they're in line with that. And uh, if there are any um, problems, as I was thinking and listening to um, Sister Fitz talk about. Uh, listening to uh, people complain. Well, my role is to listen to <laughs> congregants that complain amongst themselves, or if they have an issue with um, with the pastor, um, I am there to intervene as best that I can, and okay. I also um, make the decision whether or not a pastor can return back to that charge. Um, and if they are doing what is required of them as per our laws state uh, and the biblical principles that are outlined. And so that's that's my function. Okay, uh, good information. Thank you for that. Um, and uh, actually, let's just take our first break, then we'll come back and we'll, we'll start talking about the celebration that's soon to happen. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Community Connection this morning. We have Sandra Finch with us along with Elder Tyson Parks, and we are getting ready to talk about the Martin Luther King Jr. celebration that will soon be here. Sandra, do you want to take the lead? Well, of course I will take the lead. So we're going to start with our motorcade march on January 15th. That's that's a Monday. We start lining up at 10 o'clock at the corner of Logan and Main Streets. And then at 10.30, we start moving the motorcade or march. You know, some people are not able to march, so they, they stay in their car, and so they can just follow marchers. And so the march lasts about maybe about, 30, about 40 minutes, 40, 45 minutes. We march from that, that those corner, the corner of Logan and Main Street to, um, to the church, St. James United Methodist Church where the service begins at 1130 at St. James United Methodist Church. And from that point on, then our speaker for the, the event is 
Elder Catrice Kirk McKenzie. She's our speaker, and like I've mentioned in my press uh, reports, is that she's a Danville native, and she also received the this, the, the uh, MOK scholarship in two, in the year two thousand. So we're looking forward to her speak. This is the first time we've ha- asked a former scholarship recipient to be our speaker, but she's a very bright young lady, and we're all looking forward to hear her speak. Also included in the program, we'll have an ensemble of singers who will be directed by Brett Dupree. And then we're going to do a special um, tribute to Mrs. Mary Thompson. She served as our the chair of the MLK committee for over 25 years, as well as being a member for probably around 30 years. So that that's the program. And then we'll also, let me not forget, we're going to present a $4,000 scholarship to a, a lucky young person here in Danville. Mm-hmm. And so how many years has the celebration been going? Well, it actually started in 1986. Wow. So it's, this would be the 37th uh, MLK celebration. Mm-hmm. Been- yeah. Sandra, what was the thought behind it when, when this was decided to be held in Danville? What was the thinking? You know, I really don't know. I, you know, it's interesting that you asked that question because when I, uh, when I took over this position, when I went to the celebration, when I first got this position, I was I was sitting in the audience and just being basically a participant. After that, Reverend Don Farrell, who was the pastor of St. James United Methodist Church, asked me to become a member. And and that was in 91, isn't it either 91 or no, 91. Yes, it was. And so and then it started from there for me being involved in 91. So. I really, I guess they just wanted to honor Dr. King. That's all I can say. Most of the people who were part of that committee actually are not with us anymore. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Elder Parks, I'm going to uh, to address this question to you. So, when we think about Martin Luther King Jr. and his legacy, why is it important to remember it today? With all that's a, that's old... a big question. I know that's a big <laughs> one. Well, I'm going to see if I can narrow it down the best that I can. <laughs> okay. Um, one of the things that comes to mind, um, as Ms. Finch was talking about, um, what, um, how the celebration began, for the African-American community, Dr. King was a, a drum major for um, those that were um, um, been neglected, those that are downtrodden, um, and in some cases didn't, didn't see any hope um in the in the society that we uh were living in and dr king stepped up to the plate and became that person and so when um he was assassinated one of the ways in which the community wanted to to honor him was set a day aside in recognition of the work that dr king did um for not just for black Americans, but for all Americans. Um, and and so this is one day that they were able to set aside. And so when I think in terms of the work that Dr. King uh, did, I am where I am because of who he was. Um, and so I'm grateful to God that uh, he was a man that uh, stood for um, for righteousness above mm-hmm. all things. And so um, I'm I'm honored to be a part of the celebration. Um, I have 
lived in Danville for almost 30 years. And I have been part of this community, I mean, this event for, I know, 28 years. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, um, and, and so therefore, I'm honored to be, um, to be a part of it. Uh, and it's another way of bringing the entire community together. Um, and so that's the goal that Dr. King had in mind, where we will all be able to come together. And, um, and when this day was formulated in recognition of the work that he did, um, that's one way in which we we're able to do it. And I pray that it will continue to move forward uh, because when we really take time out and think about the work that he did, um, he, he did a, a lot for this nation. Um, and it's trickling down to where we are right now. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. You know, to, to be able to have um, persons of, of color, um, you, you got your first elected uh, African-American mayor, mm -hmm. um, and then you have um, S Sister Finch in the office that she is is that um and then you have um your first african-american female superintendent of district 118. i mean these are great accomplishments um that have come forward out of the work that dr king uh, uh has set forth and the greater one was when uh, barack obama was elected president um, and the work that it all points back to what he did as a as a community organizer uh, and to get to the point where he's at. And so grateful to God that uh, we had such a person um, in, in that position. Yes. And, and, you know, again, it just brings to why do we why do we celebrate this every year? Why do we remember this? Because because it is the core of who we are. It's the core of who America is. And so these values, his dreams, it, it all needs to be remembered. And, you know, what happens when we stop remembering, Sandra, we it, when you stop, remember, stop remembering, it, you know, what do they say about history? It's bound to repeat itself. So you have to. You have to remember, you have to honor. And, you know, I, I like that, too. It's not just about remembering. It's about honoring the legacy of, of of Martin Luther King, the movement, all the people who've come before us, all the people who've laid the groundwork to be where we are at today. And so, you know, I applaud the city of Danville. I applaud the efforts that go to this and making sure that it remains, uh, you know, uh, one of the pillars of our community. And, um, yeah, can't wait for it to happen. Again, it will be here. Let's take a break because we got to get one more break in. Let's take this break, then we'll come back, and we'll talk about some details again. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the final segment of Community Connection. This morning, we have Elder Tyson Parks and Sandra Finch with the City of Danville. We are talking about the MLK celebration that's going to be happening fairly soon. Sandra, one of the things that, that's amazing about this event is the scholarship. Tell us more about it. The scholarship is a $4,000 scholarship, and in order to to receive the scholarship, you have to apply for it. So we have a process in which we uh, select the, the recipient of the scholarship. 
after we receive the applications, I have to go over the applications to make sure that they do qualify. And after that, I have to, I, I use the word blot out, blot out all personal information regarding the applicants. So once I do all that, I put all the applications together and then I present them to the committee. Now the committee members do not know who the, the applicants are because all they see is applicant one, applicant two on, on the uh, application. So they go through this process of selecting the recipient based on several um, uh, issues or uh, reasons. And then after that, they all come together and they they come together and then they select the person they want. And they still, again, don't know who the person is. They basically don't know who the person is until the day of the event. And I think that's really interesting because it keeps it uh, fair, equal. There's no personal reason why I selected this person because they don't even know who the person is until the day of the, of the event. Now, Elder Parts, who is now the chair of the MLK committee, I do let him know probably the day before, two days before the event, but the other members don't know who the person is. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you know, again, congratulations. $4,000 as a scholarship, that goes a long way, you know, no matter which university or community college you're using that, that at. So I, I know a lot of people have been honored. And probably, Sandra, one of the things that's thrilling for your committee is to, is to follow those recipients through the years and, and to see what they turn into, what their professions are, how they give back. Yes, it is. We actually had one of our recipients reach out to me probably about two, two, two or three years ago. His name is Paris Bazaar, if I pronounce it correctly. And he was so honored by receiving the scholarship that he, he wrote this very nice letter to me and I presented to the committee about how it helped him to become the person part of the person he wanted to becoming a doctor. And he just stated that that scholarship and what and what Elder Parks talked about in terms of Dr. King's philosophy. He believed in Dr. King's philosophy and, and it has carried him throughout his whole life. So it was just nice to get that letter from him about why he believed in Dr. King's philosophy. And now he is a doctor and he also ha he has a family. So it's, it's great to hear from our scholarship recipients. And as well as now the, the one who is going to be our speaker, she, she is just a, when I talked to her on the phone, I haven't seen her in years, but she is such a joy to talk to. And we, I know I am looking forward to hear her speak. And just to have her here as a former scholarship recipient, I just think it's great. Just great. So I didn't know who the speaker was going to be. And um, so Catrice, actually, we went to the same church as her when her stepfather, Pastor John and Pat Herring, um, we all went to church together at Little Bethlehem Baptist down in Westville. And so I, I know Catrice, and I'm so excited to have her come back here and to see where she's at. And Sandra, you and I kind of talked, you know, it's great to bring in speakers that aren't normally in our area. Yes, it is. And it's interesting. And the person going to know who I'm talking about, but, you know, I think we have quieted down the issue as to why we don't have local speakers, but every now and then I get uh, um, a request as to why we are asked why we don't have local speakers. And and we've always said, if you want to go hear a local speaker or a local pastor, you can go to his church on Sunday morning. And so we want to bring in someone from outside the community to give us a, a, a different view about Dr. King's philosophy. And I just think it, it makes it more interesting instead of having someone locally. And and we've been doing it for years. And I just believe in that that, that philosophy to just bring in so, someone new, not having anyone local to do this. I mean, we have great speakers here in Danville, 
But again, you can go to their church and you can hear them on uh, Sunday morning. Right. And it's so exciting, especially with Catrice being a, first of all, a Danville resident and then a former recipient. I mean, like she's got, I just can't wait. It's going to be, I can't wait to to see her and to hear her. Yes, we're all excited about it. And and she, um, and Elder Parks can speak more about what she's been doing since she has left Danville because she is um, an elder of the AME Church. And um, Elder Parks, can you speak more on about what she's doing in reference to that? Trace was what she had, uh, was ordained in the AME Church. Uh, she pastored uh, in um, Michigan for a while at Smith Chapel. And then she was transferred back to the Chicago Conference, uh, where she pastored uh, there in the Chicago Conference up until last year. Um, she, when she got married, her and her husband had been trying um, um, to uh, create this child, this baby, but she um, had some health issues. And so now um, they've been successful and she is now on her way to deliver her child. Uh, hopefully uh, it won't be too much longer after our gathering, but she has been doing an outstanding job she is also uh, working uh, for a cosmetic company, and she is a regional um, supervisor for them. Uh, I don't know if she's still there. She's taking a leave of absence, but she um, has been doing outstanding work in her travels. Um, and if you ever get a chance to uh, go on Facebook and type in her name, you'll see a little bit of her history about some of the things that she has been doing uh, since leaving Danville. And so we are very proud of, of yes. her and the work that she yeah. uh, has been able to accomplish. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Sandra, talk about honoring Miss Thompson. Oh, that is just something that is going to be uh, very special to me because we have been on a journey in reference to this MLK committee, uh, Mary Thompson and I, and we we wanted to focus on Dr. King's philosophy. We wanted to stay with that. And we we had a, a, a very hard journey at first because, you know, we have to tell the truth about everything in reference to history because um, it doesn't matter who it is. Can you still hear me? Okay, because my, my yep. screen was Yep. And, there were some people in the community who, who felt that the King holiday should only be for, for black people. And we definitely, we, we had to stand up and say, no, Dr. King's holiday is for all the people. And so, and, and fighting that, that stance from some people in the community, it was hard in the beginning, but we stood our ground and we stood it together. And, and I, and, and I have to say we, because we did do it together. We, we both felt the same about Dr. King's philosophy and we just worked together. I couldn't have done it without her. She couldn't have done it without me. So this is going to be very special to me to, um, for us to do this tribute to her. She deserves it. She's, I mean, and for her to not be from the Danville community to come from another city and, and, and get involved like she did. That was definitely um, something that you don't see that often. So, she deserves this special tribute for all the work she has done for this community, not only with the MLK committee, but with other 
things she has she has done in, in in reference to helping people. She is just so well known and loved in this community by so many people. So this is going to be a special time for her, and she deserves it. And it's and it's, we need to do it. You know, we need to give people their flowers while they're still here, and and so that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm rem- reminded of that song. Give me my flowers before I die. Have you heard that one? Yes. Yep. Yep. I, yes, mm-hmm. I, have. yep yes. I thought that's where your reference may have came from. So, Sandra, give us the recap one more time. If somebody's just joining us, we're almost out of time, but we want to make sure they have the details for MLK Day. Please give us those. Okay, we're going to start with the March slash motorcade on January 15th. That's a Monday, and we line up around 10 o'clock. We start moving the motorcade March at 1030. It takes us about 45 minutes to get to St. James United Methodist Church. That gives us a little time to prepare for the service. The service starts at 1130. We will start with basically the the welcome remarks and the, the tributes, the, the singing, which will be under the uh, direction of Brett Dupree. We'll also, Elder Parks will present the scholarship to the 2024 recipient. But then we'll have a special tribute to Mary Thompson, and then we'll go right into having our speaker, our Danville native, Catrice Kirk McKenzie, former uh, MLK scholarship recipient of the year 2000 to be our speaker. So it's going to be a wonderful day, a wonderful event. Everybody's looking forward to this. It's going to be a very special program. On January 15th, this is actual Dr. King's birthday this year. It will fall on Dr. King's birthday. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate both of you. Again, we've been speaking with Sandra Finch and Elder Tyson Parks about MLK Junior Day coming up, and we want to make sure that we participate. Thank you both for sharing your times and your talent with this event. And audience, we'll be back in the morning. Um, Until then, have a good rest of your day. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.